Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello, and welcome back to the Tag Digital Squadcast. Hello. Hey. You sound very happy today, Steph. Yeah, I am. Full of energy this morning. Are you not? Um, what time is it? Yeah, I suppose so. 10.48. I've had a coffee, so that might have helped. I, yeah. You don't drink hot drinks? No. Hot drinks are not good. Oh, why? Because water's cold, <laughs> so hot Do you literally just drink water? Uh, no, I am addicted to Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Diet or normal Coke? Coke Zero. That's the quickest quick fire you've ever done. Yeah, I know. Um, today we are joined with Jess. Hello. Hey Jess, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. And Jess is senior paid yeah. media specialist or yeah. paid social specialist. Yeah. What's your title? Um, I think it's a senior paid social manager. Oh yes, nice. I didn't want to get it wrong there, but I didn't do but a very you did. good job. You got it wrong like four <laughs> times. <laughs> What's your title, Johnny? What's your title? Paid social team lead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh well, I'm I'm marketing manager. If anyone's wondering, um, so Jess is our guest today, and we have a couple of quick fire questions for you, Jess. She's already been sne- sneaking a look at my paper. She has tried. So yeah. I had to turn it over. So I'm going to have to hide it from her now and turn it over. Okay. I'm okay, ready. Jess. Are we ready? I'm going to give you two options, and you've got to. Give us a quick fire answer. Okay. Like actually quick, because I struggle with it. Every time. I'll try my best. Okay. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Strawberry or chocolate? Chocolate. I was meant to say ice cream, but <laughs> it was strawberries still or chocolate. chocolate. Did still you think of ice cream when I asked that? Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. April or June? June. Why? It's closer to summer. Yeah, I agree. Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty? <laughs> Cinderella, probably. Mm, yeah, I thought that was a hard one, actually. What, what would you have said, Johnny? I haven't seen either of the okay. films, so... Okay. <laughs> Pizza or pasta? Pasta. What? Oh, no, okay, that's your choice, Mm-mm. that's fine. The most important one. Chips and curry or chips and gravy? Chips and curry. Yes. Chips, cheese and gravy. Oh, I didn't put cheese in that option. Chips, cheese and gravy is the best. Never mind. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. So Jess, thanks for joining us today. Um, it would probably be a good idea to start with giving a bit of an intro of what you do and kind of a bit more about what you specialise in. Sure, so I am Jess. I've been with TAG for roughly two and a half years now and I am I'm a paid social um, manager. Um, what I do is I basically look after all of the social platforms um, for some clients. So what we do is we set up um, event campaigns on um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, you name it. We can Ooh. set it up. <laughs> all of the platforms. That's exciting. TikTok. That's a more recent one, is it? Yeah, it is. Do you do TikTok stuff yourself? or um, I've been trying. I haven't managed to do it yet, but um, I think I've got a campaign coming up, which is exciting. Nice. And then personally, do you like TikTok? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, like, yeah. Do, I was, do, yeah do I you do TikTok? Personally. I mean, yeah, I love TikTok. 
Do you make your own TikToks? No. Is that what they're called? I've not ever made my own TikTok. Johnny's pretending that he's never done a TikTok. I have never done a TikTok. No, Nicola actually got us to do something, didn't she? Like a a workout thing. Oh, Alex. Alex is apparently, our producer has apparently got a TikTok channel. Have you, Alex? Yes. (laughs) His is probably music related, which is probably pretty cool. And I can't believe I didn't know that until now. I don't vote for music related. I vote for space related. Could it be space related? As in, oh, right, okay, sorry. Like space time and like, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. No, no we're no, both wrong. music, yeah, we're both yeah. wrong. No, but, it's not music but either. But you've heard it here first, the tag digital TikTok channel is going to go viral. <laughs> Are you going to be part of it, Johnny, is the big question. Um, I don't know. My first idea has been shot down, so probably not. Tell us what it was again. Um, I would like to do some just normal intros onto what things are, so say Jess is on the screen um, <laughs> just talking about LinkedIn ads or Facebook ads explaining what audiences you should use and then I'll crack an ad egg okay. on her head. <laughs> I was thinking this was getting a bit I boring for I'm people I think they're overly keen yeah. for that one but <laughs> I like the egg part yeah shotgun cracking the egg we could use different eggs as well like chicken eggs duck <laughs> eggs <laughs> don't you thinking like boiled <laughs> egg fried <laughs> egg uh, we'd struggle with a boiled egg <laughs> That would hurt. That's just assault. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> okay, so a couple more fun questions, Jess, for you. What is your favourite film? Ooh. My favourite film is an absolute classic, if I say so myself. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. No, it is Notting Hill. I love it. Oh, nice. I've actually never seen it. I've never seen Notting Hill. Oh, yeah, Johnny and big, I are kind of Julia Roberts fan. Oh, oh nice. no, d- yeah, no. Yeah, I was going to say, I know you don't like your Johnny, but... No. Oh. Johnny, what's big yours? Fan. Uh, my favourite film is the 1999 classic, Big Daddy. Also not seen it. <laughs> I don't think I've with seen Adam that Sandler. And oh right. Is that the one with what? the baby on the front of the DVD? It's not a baby. It's oh, no, that's, uh, that's one of else. the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh right. People. I, okay. I should probably. I should probably. Peeing against the wall. In it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's like from when they were in Friends and that. Mm. But yeah, okay. it's amazing. It makes me cry. Okay, and and then you're probably going to ask me what mine is, but I actually don't know. We weren't going to ask you. Oh, okay, that's lucky. <laughs> no, go on. What's your favourite film? Um, what's the last film you watched? If you can't think of your favourite film, actually, a film that I do really, really like is Inception. Have film. you seen it? Yeah, I have seen it. I prefer Shutter Island actually to Inception. I also like that. I like it's Shutter weird Island too. Weird though, but interesting. Food for thought. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. I could probably talk about films all day, but I think we should we should get into the the main the main chat today, which is we're gonna to talk to Jess a little bit about LinkedIn. Um I feel like LinkedIn doesn't get so much attention as meta and No, doesn't get the love. No. So I think we should give it some love because you love LinkedIn, don't you, Jess? I do like LinkedIn, mm-hmm. yeah. Like or love? I love LinkedIn. <laughs> That's better. She loves no it. passion. <laughs> yes, love it. So what audiences do you think are working well currently on LinkedIn? Um, 
In terms of audiences, I normally see that remarketing performs really well across LinkedIn. Um, the way that I would set up a remarketing audience is I would sort of combine it and make it into a master audience. So I would include website visitors, um, people who have engaged with a company page on LinkedIn. If you have an event page, I would include that and then any data that they can provide as well. Um, we normally see that perform really well. But what I would recommend and tend to do is I would always set up two different campaigns. So I would target the top of the funnel first um, and then have a remarketing audience. And what the top of the funnel can do is it may not um, give you the conversions that you want, but it's very good for providing um, sort of reach and awareness. And then they can fuel the bottom of the funnel audiences. Okay, so just for people who maybe aren't so familiar with our kind of funnel terminology, do you want to give a little bit of a overview of kind of top of what you mean by top of the funnel bottom of the funnel we have previously gone over this in other podcasts but just in case people aren't 100% on that sure so the top of the funnel is um, users who aren't aware of your brand or your event offering and so they are brand new net new people to the business um, and they are usually people who we try and get in with um sort of engaging ads and then we can filter down to the bottom of the funnel which is um, people who um, you're bl- are familiar with your brand already um, and have maybe visited your website or have engaged with any of your content on social media and we can remarket to them and provide them with a tailored message. Yes yeah, so a lot of the time maybe people don't realise that you've got to think about these different stages of the funnel is that right? Yeah definitely and you don't always need to for stuff at the top of the funnel and the middle of the funnel especially on linkedin i've found recently you don't need to optimize that for conversions Mm -hmm. i don't know about you jess but sometimes i'm optimizing for either traffic or engagements doing quite well i think at the moment Mm -hmm. so it just depends on what works out on having the the lower cost per click i think especially at the top of the funnel and middle of the funnel if it isn't already converting Although I did have one campaign recently, which um, it had, it was optimized for conversions, but the cost per click wasn't very um, low. So I changed that and optimized it for website traffic. And then the cost per click was higher than it was for conversions, which was weird. Yeah, I've seen that before as well. But I didn't understand why, Mm -hmm. because the opposite happens on most other platforms. So yeah, I then um, just turn the conversions campaign back on and that worked a lot better okay cool so in terms of campaign types what do you think probably this might be a bit of a overarching question because it might depend on different clients and what what they want but what campaign types would you say are working well at the moment um i've actually tried a new campaign type recently and so what i've been doing is i've been trialing spotlight ads Um, So Spotlight ads, they're dynamic ads and they can be seen on desktop and then they're tailored um, to the exact user based on their profile data. Um, So I've trialled this running at top of the funnel and bottom of the funnel. Um, I've seen better results at bottom of the funnel, um, but we're seeing um, a really high conversion rate across both um, and a lower cost per acquisition than what we normally do on sponsored um, content campaigns. Oh, cool. I've actually never heard of those. So that's new to me today. That's a, a nice... Yeah, thing. they basically just show up um, when you're on um, desktop and when you've got your LinkedIn um, sort of feed and you can scroll up and down it, it's on the right-hand side. Yeah, okay. I, I've definitely clicked on one before because I was like, oh, like 
that is personalized for me yeah I've so clicked on it and it's like a relevant ad so they and definitely you work do in work this business and i know do you fall for it <laughs> yeah so. yeah i know i'm but a, that's fine a guinea pig for adverts oh that's cool when when was that one introduced then um i think it's been around for a while it's just not something that we've previ- previously tried before um i was just quite keen to try yeah. it and um what with the messaging you're limited to a character count so it has to be quite short and snappy to the point um so it's quite good to target users at the bottom of the funnel with just a direct message and um, that can entice them with some of their usps cool i like that idea okay and then in terms of asset types across linkedin what do you think what do you think works best i think it's very mixed i see different results per and um, like different campaign that i run i like to set up top well, at top of the funnel, I like to set up video because um, I think that can capture the user's attention and provide them with more information. Yeah. Um, and then at the bottom of the funnel, I normally set up um, with single image ads. But I think with the sort of recent stat, I think it's 82% of um, users or 82% of content online um, in 2022 is going to be for video. So I think now when we speak about if we should be using video or if we should be using single images, I don't think we should be setting up any campaigns without video um, because I think video is on the rise and it always will be. Yeah, I think even though it might not convert as well sometimes, mm-hmm. you build in remarketing audiences from it anyway yeah. that we can then use with image ads or other video ads. Um, so I think, yeah, like Jess says, video is really important. Um, I think one asset type that I've never seen work well, apart from text ads on LinkedIn, is carousels. Mm-hmm. Like on Facebook, they can work well occasionally, but on LinkedIn, I've just not seen them perform very well. I don't yeah, know about that's, you. That's that, interesting to know. That's the same as me. Whenever I've set up a carousel ad on LinkedIn, I've seen that even the click-through rate is really, really low. So it's not something that I would usually recommend. And it is some like when I'm on LinkedIn, I very rarely see carousel ads. Mm-hmm. So I think it's something that other people are thinking as well or seeing from their results. It just doesn't work as well. Yeah. And also going back to video, there's kind of not going to be any disadvantage really of having that video there to see whether it helps performance in ca- across campaigns. So the thing is as well with video we can do this on linkedin too i think sometimes people think we can only do it on facebook but we can remarket to people who have watched a certain percentage or certain seconds of a video and we can add that into our bottom of the funnel audience and that just is another way that we can help and remarket to these users and send them the message if they've not already converted that's interesting i think as well for events surely video is especially like an especially important asset to have across campaigns people yeah. want to see what's do the videos sort of show what's like previous events yeah it's yeah. good to have like highlights of previous events um i mean it depends if it's visprom or xprom i think xprom ones that work really well like if you're if you've got a campaign and you're trying to find exhibitors or sponsors for an event if you've got interviews of past exhibitors or sponsors talking about business that they found from this year's show or, or last year's show um, that can work really well because that's that social proof. It's um, like testimonials. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially if you're getting a lot of engagement on them videos as well. Um, so yeah, they're really good for XProm. For VizProm, highlights of past shows, like clips of the exhibition hall or little snippets of conference speakers and things. 
that can work really well as well. Um, but we'd still make sure, I know I've just mentioned quite a few things to include in that. We'd still advise that you're keeping it within 15 seconds, mm -hmm. the 30 max if it's like a longer interview, but ideally under 15 seconds. Um, show your branding in the first three seconds of the of the video. Um, I can imagine it's a little bit difficult sometimes for people to pull them together. Just from my point of view as doing the marketing activity for TAG, I I know sometimes it can be quite time consuming if you're having to pull together videos and things like that. So Yeah, definitely. I think that's why we put together the video service that we've got at TAG. Um because it is time consuming to put like to edit together that video and not every team has the capability of doing that. Um, so to, to be able to offer that to clients where they might have clips of uh, like just recording clips of an event. Even photos probably. Yeah, photos can work quite well. We did have one, I think last, towards the end of last year that was just built from photos and it looked really good. Um, because you can like animate around it with text and things uh, and make it a bit yeah, more dynamic. I can imagine a lot of organisers have loads of that content, like amazing photos and clips and etc. but they just are not necessarily sure how to put it all together in a short amount of time. Yeah, exactly. Especially with some of the speakers that we see across some different events, like they are really famous headline speakers. I know I've got, over the last six months, I've had um, Gary Neville, and <laughs> Louis Theroux <laughs> as like headline speakers, Bill Gates. Wow, I'd love to see Louis Theroux. I don't know why I've mentioned Bill Gates after Gary Neville, but. <laughs> Gary Neville, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gary Neville, Bill Gates. I, I, do they speak about stuff related to the event or do they? I think so, yeah. So um, one of our clients is like about the digital world and things like that. And they, they have Gary Neville. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't exactly know I'm what it's about. I'm going to find out what Louis Theroux is talking about. I wonder if we can he get a recording of that. He could talk about anything, couldn't yeah. he? And people would be interested. I love yeah. him. <laughs> he does a lot on just everything, though, doesn't he? So I suppose he'll have a lot of experience. If he was on our TikTok, I probably wouldn't <gasps> crack an egg on his head. Is every guest going to get an egg cracked on the head? Because I don't want to be a guest if that's the case. I mean, I can't really do it on the podcast because that would be a bit pointless. You could hear it. It could, the egg could have its own microphone. Right. I'll bring one in next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So do you think, going back to, to you, Jess, do you think LinkedIn works better than for exhibitor promotion or visitor promotion campaigns? That might be a hard question. Yeah, I think it is a hard question. I don't think it works better for either one or the other. I think it's very dependent on... Um, the event and the industry that you work within and then we would probably recommend which channel is best for you guys in the media plan um, but when I set up an ex-prom campaign on LinkedIn I normally recommend setting up uh, with a lead generation objective um, feedback that I've had from the clients is that the leads that are provided are the best um, from any social platform or from LinkedIn. Okay. So norm, I've more recently been investing more money on LinkedIn um, and only running sort of bottom of the funnel audiences on Facebook just because um, the intent is there at bottom of the funnel but the further up the funnel that we're going and um, the leads seem to be more irrelevant. But 
for Visprom, I've seen campaigns work extremely well as well. Um, I like to do sort of a full funnel approach um, if the if the budget's there on LinkedIn um, and use sponsored content. Do you normally have to convince clients to use LinkedIn? Um, I, th- I don't know why I get the impression that everyone goes towards Facebook and maybe less focus on LinkedIn when actually, by what you're saying, it's a really, really important platform. I think it depends. A lot of the um, sort of industries and clients that I work with, um, we've been using LinkedIn for a while now, so they see the benefits of it. Um, but it's just sometimes quite difficult um, if the budget isn't there. Um, I guess Facebook is a cheaper way to, um, a cheaper cost per acquisition, and you can drive more visitor registrations. But um, I think we would always recommend LinkedIn if we see the benefits and we think it's right for the industry. I think it's also very rare once a client actually tries LinkedIn and they see the results, especially if they're doing something like Jess says for lead gen or something. Um, it's very rare that a client will do it one year and not follow up by doing it the second year because we do see strong results from LinkedIn, especially like the targeting is so much more advanced than what you can do on Facebook in terms of the job titles, um, member groups, people are often interacting in them more than they would on Facebook. Um, so for anything that is like a B2B event, which a lot of the time is our conferences and things, um, yeah, I, I think LinkedIn is probably just a no brainer. I think the quality of leads that you said, Jess, that's particularly important for people now rather than it's quality over quantity. Yeah. So I think LinkedIn sounds like a great platform for getting high quality leads. Yeah. And to be honest, it is becoming, the, the more we use LinkedIn, I think the costs are coming down, especially over the last few months. I don't know if it's the past few months or the last year or so, um, but we're definitely seeing a lower CPA across LinkedIn than we were a couple of years ago. Like when I first started at TAG, which was four years ago, it was a, it was a, a thing that clients didn't really want to do because it was just so expensive. And a, co- a lead could end up costing like a hundred pounds or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I've got a campaign running, we've had 25 leads, each leads cost about 10 pounds and they are really high quality. So it's just like LinkedIn really is a no brainer. Squadcast. The Tag Digital Podcast. Okay, so I've got I've got one more question for you, Jess, but this isn't LinkedIn related. Sure. Okay, so if you could go back and give your eighteen year old self a piece of advice, what would it be? Hmm. Um I think I've got a few pieces of advice. I think the first thing I would say is don't go to uni and do HR because that's <laughs> not what you want to do and you won't enjoy it. Is so, that what you did? Yeah, so I, I did know that. HR for my first two years at uni and then switched to marketing. I did not know that yeah. either. See? This and the thing is, I wasn't very good at it either. Like in my first years of uni, we had um, the curriculum was quite generic. So I got to do some marketing and I was always doing well in those modules. But when it came to HR, I was getting C's and D's and I was like... <laughs> I don't know why I've done that. But you see, you have to do these sorts of things to realise what you don't like as well. Yeah, so, like, Yeah, that's a tricky one. But cool, that's, I think that's good advice. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I'm shocked. I really yeah. I didn't <laughs> know that. Have you got any advice for yourself? Um, oh, not really. 
Mm. I, I probably should have done my driving test sooner, so I'd probably. That's 100% advice you should have given yourself if yeah. you could have. But I mean, I was, I was only. In fact, no, I passed when I was 18. Oh. So that won't work. If, if this was advice you could have given your 16 year old self. Okay. 17? I can't remember how old you are when you start driving. 17. 17. Yeah, fair enough. No, I was 19. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so thanks for joining us, Jess. We've had such a fun time. Hope thanks you've enjoyed being on the me. podcast. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks, Jess. And we forgot to even mention Jamie this time. Normally we're like, oh, Johnny's not here, but we've had a great time without him. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> next time. Join us next time. So we look forward to, to chatting, chatting with you again soon. Squadcast, the Tag Digital Podcast. Listen to the Squadcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.